All right. So the first episode is an episode on evangelism and the gospel. And so I've got a few questions that I have here, and I thought this would be a good way to start out because, you know, the, the gospel is at the center of all that we do as Christians, but especially of evangelism. There is no evangelism apart from the gospel. And so, Dr. Johnston, my first question is, what exactly are we referring to when we talk about the message of the gospel? Amen. Thank you so much, Stephen. What a blessing to be with you. And thank you for this kind invitation Amen. to join you on this podcast. Um, the message of the gospel is actually, in my estimation, very clear in the New Testament. But um, because of the, the many hues of understanding of salvation and the various denominations and the various mm. um, groups, they, there's different views, there's different approaches to the gospel, which, which makes something clear, really diffused. But if yeah. we look at Luke chapter 24, the Great Commission in Luke, Jesus, right after he dies and raises again, and his disciples don't understand it. As he's explaining who he is and that he's really alive, he gives one of the best and most succinct uh, explanations of the gospel right there. It is necessary for the Son of Man to, to suffer and to rise again from the dead and, uh, on the third day, and that repentance and remission of sins be proclaimed in his name unto all nations beginning in Jerusalem. That's absolutely clear right from the lips of Jesus. And remember, Jesus yeah. said in Matthew 28, do... Um, all things I have commanded you, teach them to observe all things I have commanded you. So there's a direct right. command from Jesus, uh, um, kind of a walling in what the gospel is all about. And we don't need to go outside those parameters or those walls. The word repent is a key word, in, in fact, in, in that great commission. And then you know, uh, Brother Stephan, that in 1 Corinthians 15, 1 through 8, um, the Apostle Paul basically restates the exact same thing Jesus just yes. said with amazing clarity. So we have very, very great clarity on what the gospel is. And and uh, and that that's really um, the key. But man has added to the gospel, and you find right. it when they add an adjective to the word gospel. Hmm. So I'm going to give you some examples. Is that okay, Stephanie? Yes. Yeah, please. So listen please to this. Social gospel. Full gospel. Whole gospel. Um Personal gospel, simple gospel, Pauline gospel. We have all kinds of words added. Prosperity gospel, a health and wealth gospel. We have ideas like Christian worldview and moral philosophy and and a moral government. Welten Schoen. I mean, there's all kinds of things that are just kind of melted in with the gospel, depending on on the the, the desires of the of the author or the speaker and um, and also their their doctrinal um, worldview, their 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 uh, central interpretive motif that forces their view on the gospel. So our our whole purpose is to let the Bible speak for itself as yes. much as possible. Knowing the Baconian fallacy is is an evidence that we need to we need to keep submitting and crying and praying and 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 repenting and asking God to give us wisdom as to what this gospel really is, so we don't stray. Yes. Yeah. And you know, it's very troubling how easily people can sway into a another gospel. 
and I think of the prosperity gospel or the social gospel, as you just mentioned, but it's the, the gospel is the power of God into salvation. That's what Romans 1 says. And if you lose that, if you lose the truth of the gospel, then you've lost God's means of salvation, right? Yes. The, um, that that's just it. I think I think false teachers. The one thing we find um, all over all over the New Testament, every New Testament author wrote about false teachers and false yeah. teaching, and the false teachers, generally speaking, in fact, almost always, uh, focus on the blessings of the gospel to the exclusion mm-hmm. of the of the judgment of God. Uh, the yes. warnings of the gospel and the conditions related to the gospel to get the blessing. So uh, you mentioned you've, we've talked about prosperity gospel, which is just, yeah. everything is blessing, 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 blessing. But what right. about you must repent? You must believe uh, fear mm-hmm. of the Lord. You know, our God is a consuming fire. I mean, these are all new Testament concepts and, and right. those are all gone. And, and, and the, and the reality of hell from the lips of Jesus is yep. more is more ardent in the book of Matthew than anywhere else in the Bible, even in Revelations, yep. and and it's amazing that um, some prosperity or uh, uh, preachers and, and others too will will pick and choose what parts of the Bible that, they, that they're willing to talk about, like right. playing the Holy Spirit. They're, they're 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 fiddling with the Holy Spirit. Right. That's actually sin against the Holy Spirit right there. And, and, you know, you shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain. They're taking his name in vain because they're mm. applying wrongly uh, what the Bible says um, by, by, by picking and choosing, avoiding the conditions, avoiding the warnings and the judgment, and just focusing on blessing. Amen. Yeah. And I remember when you were down at Strasbourg preaching about a year or two ago, you were talking about how the gospel tends to be turned outward and tends to be focused primarily outward. And when we read the gospel in the scriptures, it's pointed inward to the remission of sins, to the overcoming of guilt and the cross. And so that is a very interesting tendency for people to turn what is meant for internal spiritual salvation and turn it into an outward, material, monetary-based gospel. Yes, Yes, you're exactly right, Stefan. And what what happens is in the area of of personal uh, personal conversion. In fact, I, I checked uh, John three three in Greek just to make sure that the mm-hmm. you there was in person in, in the personal. But it says, uh, "Do not be surprised." I say to you, you must be born again. That's plural. But in, in John three three, it says, "Unless a man is uh, born again, he cannot enter the kingdom of heaven." It's it's individual gospel, personal gospel, Pauline gospel. These were all uh, um, terms coined to try to counter the the social gospel movement in the 1880s to the 1910s that was just mm. permeating society. And uh, and yes, the fact is is we must individually repent, which means the Holy Spirit must individually speak to our hearts when we hear the law, the the commandments, and we know we've broken them. We hear we yeah. hear those with a hearing of faith, uh, that is the law of God, and we say, "I am, I fall short of this wonderful uh, uh, command, and therefore I am guilty." And we do we become we become a broken-hearted person, and then at that point, then with a hearing of faith, 
uh, repentance being uh, the response, that regeneration, the moving of the Holy Spirit in the heart, giving a hearing of faith, will then, mm -hmm. will then result in, I've got to change. I've got to believe in Jesus because he's my only hope. And, yeah. uh, and that's when the gospel comes in and kicks in with great joy and exuberance. Amen. Absolutely. Man, I, and I know we have plans to talk about specific false gospels in another episode, the social gospel in particular. But right now, if you were to, and maybe this is cliche, but and maybe you've done this in real life, you probably have, but if you were at the deathbed of someone who was unsaved and you were to share the gospel with them and they only had a few minutes to live even, what would... What would be the essence of that conversation? Uh, great question. Great question. If I didn't know their spiritual condition at all, I would say, yes. I would say, have you heard about Jesus? And if they can move their lips or they can blink mm -hmm. their eyes and, and have you, have you, do you, are you, do you acknowledge that you are a sinner and that you deserve hell? And, and then I would look for a moving of the lips, maybe a squeezing mm -hmm. of the hand, uh, a, a blinking of the eyes that would respond one way or another to what I'm saying, maybe a shaking of the head. Yes. And, and, and um, have you believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross for your sins? And, and, um, yeah. and, uh, and uh, depending on the response, obviously we don't know how a person responds on their deathbed. Um, and then, and again, blinking of the eyes, shaking, moving of the head. W would you, would you, would you like to repent right now of your of your yeah. sinful condition and turn to Jesus as your only hope for everlasting life? And he, and and, mm. and then again, um, you know, just uh, basically the sharing of the gospel in that case or in any case is a whole bunch of questions, and 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 being able to mm. to uh, to hear where the person's at and lovingly and gently and yet and boldly um, bring them to Jesus as the only hope for. Uh, for their uh, eternal salvation. Remember now, one of the great dangers of the prosperity gospel and the social gospel and these other things is making everything here and now today and not for yeah. eternity. Spiritual and eternal. Those are two concepts that we need to keep highly in our minds. The fact is, we, won't, we may not have, we may not have and probably, probably won't have our best life now. Jesus was a man of sorrows acquainted with grief, but you know you know what? We have heaven waiting for us. Amen. Amen. And that's our whole yes. heaven. So um, so it's it's amazing that, that it's so, so easy for us to focus on on selfishly and, and really uh, very proudly and arrogantly on ourselves. And we, basically it's yeah. idolatry. We're worshiping ourselves, our own lives, our own comforts, our own joys, even our own work for Christ. Anything like that, that's yeah. whole idolatry. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah, there needs to be, like you said, there needs to be an emphasis on that internal and eternal salvation. And when it comes to the response, no, no longer in that hypothetical situation, but something more normative, what do you hope to see from someone who you are sharing the gospel with, whether door to door or on the street somewhere? or a friend or a family member, when you're telling them the gospel, telling them about their need for, a, uh, for atonement, for the atonement of Christ, to cover over their sins, 
what do you want their response to be? Like, what is the biblical response that we would like to see from individuals in that situation? That's a great question, Stefan. And I go back to uh, Luke 24, 47, and it says, And that repentance and remission of sins should be proclaimed in his name, beginning to all of beginning uh beginning jerusalem uh, you know and to all nations beginning jerusalem so here here's the, the 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 key word there is repentance and that's why basically when jerome changed it to do penance um he really yes. totally undermined the entire um response to the gospel and and that right. stayed in the, in church. the vulgate right yes that was in the vulgate, the vulgate. about yeah. 435 and so from 435 until uh, until uh, Martin Luther, um, and uh, using Erasmus's Greek translation, we have people mm -hmm. who read do penance um, there in yes. in uh, Luke uh, twenty four and actually sixty some other places in the New Testament in the Bible. It what what happens is that that that's what causes a, a a very great lack of clarity as to what is needed. Uh, to turn to Jesus, so it's to repent. It's it's early on. I think the the English Geneva translated "amend your ways," um, hmm. amend um, meaning amendment of heart, not amendment of life. We 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 say, God, I'm not doing what I need to. I'm not walking in your ways. Change my heart, oh God. So repentance mm -hmm. is is where we know that we do not have the answer to our spiritual need. That answer is not resident in any part of our, our being. We are totally depraved. That that yes. only answer to the gospel, I mean, pardon me, the only answer to our spiritual need is external to us, and that's in mm. the gospel. And the law applied to our hearts shows us our wickedness and our sin. Mm -hmm. And the gospel gives us a hope that we can we can be cleansed from that sin have the power to overcome sin and yes. live godly in Christ Jesus and have eternal, have the gift of God, which is eternal life uh, given to us. Hmm. Yes. Amen. Wow. And maybe you know why, but what you tend to hear today in the church is a call to accept Jesus into your heart. And I'm not sure where that came from. Maybe, you know, and maybe there's there's a grain of truth in that statement, but why has it shifted away from the direct and clear call for repentance to a call instead that is somewhat amorphous, that is unclear? Like, like what does it mean to accept Jesus into your heart? What does that mean in reality? How, how do you do that? So, so, so why did it shift? How did it shift? And maybe you can add a little clarity to that. Excellent question, Stefan. Again, uh, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. These are good questions. So we have we have the we have um, um, we have the fullness of the gospel, which which is a word repent in in um, in Luke twenty four, which I've been looking at. We also have mm -hmm. in First Corinthians fifteen the two words that are used. Key words are is are receive and believe. So we have received, uh, we, those are the words used. In fact, uh, Paul doesn't use the word repent in, in 1 Corinthians 15. We also find that in the entire Gospel of John, the, book, the word repent is not used. 
So we don't need to make a shibboleth out of the word repent, mm-hmm. but there is, but but it is, but it 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 is more clear perhaps than any other word that the way I'm going is wrong. I need to turn 180 degrees and go toward Jesus and let Him be the Lord of my life and and follow Him uh, and put, lay my life up on the altar for Him. But the mm-hmm. receive Jesus in your heart. Um, yeah. Can be one of the one of the kind of the shallow ways uh, mm-hmm. that can be used um, that can be uh, used to to pivot away from repent. For example, um, yeah, you know they say, oh Jesus is your best friend. Don't you want Jesus to be your best friend and hold him close, you know, to your heart? And these are yeah. these are not wrong things, but what, what it doesn't make any sense. It it it, it totally undermines the decision made at salvation and i know i yes. came to christ at a very young age and i wanted jesus to be my shepherd i, I prayed with my mom and then i repented later uh, with my dad and so i had there was a there was things that happened in my life and my mom says don't you want you it's i can forgive you of for what you did in school but would you want mm-hmm. jesus to forgive you i said yes i want him to forgive me so there's different different phases different ages yes. different understandings but if you look at Colossians 1, I just want to show you this or, or yeah. call us to your attention. Uh, verse 27, to them God will to make known what are the riches of the glory of this, this mystery among you, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. So from that idea mm-hmm. of Christ in you, there's a truth. Mm-hmm. There's a, a kernel of truth. In fact, a very big one, because we know that Christ mm-hmm. in us is the Holy Spirit. But that, right. that that idea of Christ in you, so accepting Jesus in your heart, it, you know, ha, I mean, places like Christ in you, uh, it is not necessarily wrong, sure. um, but it's kind of it, it. What it it's kind of maybe over oversimplification of one little aspect of the conversion experience. Um, I think Augustine's contramanichaeanism would mm-hmm. cringe at Christ in you, the hope of glory. Why? Because Christ is in the sacrament. Christ is not mm. in you, it's in the sacrament. Right. So that that's and by sacrament it's the so that that's why we have we're going against Augustine when we're talking about Christ in you sure. of glory. And so that's why there's a huge amount of of academic pushback against against uh, the idea of of receiving Jesus into your heart. Um, and, sure. and it comes from both sides. It comes from, you know, um, um, the reform side, and very strongly from uh, the, you know, from the, the Catholic side and everything else. Yeah. But once they receive the the sacrament of holy, uh, pardon me, the sacrament of the Eucharist in their thinking, um, then the Christ is in every cell of your body because you've just received right. the Eucharist. So it's it's crazy how how <laughs> these things are just totally mixed up and and and. And commingled and and changed and yeah. all, all of it to all of it to diffuse the clarity of the gospel we have in Luke twenty four and in First Corinthians fifteen. It's it's diffused. It's confused. People have no idea what's going on. Just mm. people tell them just uh, don't even think for yourself. Um, listen to what I say because I, I have the truth. And 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 they're told not to study and show themselves approved. Um, a workman not needing to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. So, just amazing complexity <laughs> in yes. the concept of the gospel. Amen. Yeah, amen, man. 
So, essentially, there there is, as I said, a grain of truth in that statement, right? You you want Jesus to live in you, to, to, to indwell you as a believer, and he does when you repent and trust in him. And and I think you find people who don't know that they were even called to repent in the scriptures, right? You know, so a time when someone says to them, you know, believe in God, for example, um, and that's a good statement, obviously, but then they think, oh, I just need to say, believe that a God exists instead of believing and trusting in the work of Christ in the gospel. Yes. Um, and in fact, believe in Jesus. I remember these two ladies in Quebec that I was going door to door. She's the one lady mm-hmm. says, don't talk to me about Jesus. Talk to me about God. And I mm-hmm. thought, I remember thinking as I'm walking away from that, that conversation, what's so bad about Jesus that she doesn't want to hear about him, but she wants to hear about God, generally speaking. So, yes, believe yeah. in Jesus. You know, what have you done with Jesus? The name above every name. Until now, you have not asked anything in my name. Ask and you will receive that your joy may be made complete. So, yeah, we mm-hmm. so praise God. There's a there's a real a real amount of of. Uh, of, of interest in that. I'm, I'm thinking of the verse in, yes. in Luke's who says, he who receives you, receives me. Mm-hmm. He who receives me, receives him who sent me. He rejects mm-hmm. me, rejects me. He rejects me, re- rejects him who sent me. So we have, we have this, this, uh, when we're in evangelism, when we're sharing the gospel, we have this really, this unity with, with this union with Christ that's based in his word. That's actually, unites us with the the trinity that is at least the father and the son mm. as as stated in in both in matthew and i think in mark and even in luke um, um it, it's an amazing thing so that rejecting us is literally rejecting god the father and receiving wow. us which is receiving the word of the gospel that we're preaching mm-hmm. the proper gospel is literally receiving god himself it's a, it's a, it's 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 so much it's so incredible it's beyond our understanding how we can be co-laborers with God in Christ. It's a, it's an amazing, uh, uh, amazing truth as we as we think of Christ in you, the hope of glory, and how we're walking in Him and and our lives are on the altar for Him. We're at His feet, worshiping Him, grateful for all He does for us. Mm. It's, it's a beautiful thing, isn't it? It is. Yeah. Amen. Wow. Um... Well, so I've got one more question, and hopefully this logically flows from the conversation that we've been having. But when we think about the gospel, trusting in Jesus for salvation, uh, repentance, and faith, what part does an acknowledgement of the lordship of Christ and a submission to Christ as Lord, what what part does that play in our required response to the gospel? And, and I know that there was a, a controversy about this some years ago. It, it was before my time for the most part, but perhaps you could touch on that and, and explain how we should respond to the lordship of Christ. Well, th- th- thank you. The, 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 uh, free grace or the grace uh, um, uh, lordship controversy uh, was kind of raging in the, in the eighties and in the nineties mm-hmm. perhaps. And, and so we have, we have one idea that where Christ is 
has got to to be Lord um, of every part of your life, um, which I truly believe. And in the free graces, mm -hmm. seems to be a, a moving toward an easy belief. Isn't just just you know yeah. accept him by grace and 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 he'll take care of everything else. And the fact is, both sides are right. But the 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 he does receive us by his grace. We never do um, live uh, fully in accord with his uh, his righteousness. Uh, but praise God, we have the righteousness of Christ imputed and and uh, and and placed uh, within us and given to us. Um, but uh, but as far as the lordship side goes, um, mm -hmm. man, uh, if a lack of repentance leads to a lack of lordship mm. a, the when a person repents they know that they have nothing that they can do they cannot add all they can do is subtract from their salvation in fact we can't subtract yeah. from it if we're elect right we just we just right. we stay totally submitted to him and we're and we're there in his hands but so repentance is so incredibly powerful as a need once we repent then we continually walk in submission to him and to his yeah to his will and and um so his his lordship over every aspect of our life is is not only uh, uh immediate but it needs to continue and grow and deepen just like our love for our wives uh, can't just remain what it was when we were at the altar uh, on the mm. wedding day it's got to grow every day of our lives we cannot we like our like the president of uh, Dr. Jason Allen at, at Midwestern says, you have to lean into mm -hmm. God, lean into Him, yeah. keep leaning, yeah. never stop, and that's what we, yeah. that's what that's what Lordship is. We have to. He yes, He is Lord. I've made Him Lord. I want Him to be Lord, but may He be more Lord today, tomorrow than He is today, and may I be more submitted to Him, and may He be more in control of my life because mm. because my ways uh, there's a way that. And, you know, in the mind of man, there's a, there's a way that seems right, but the end thereof is death. So mm -hmm. anything that I have, any, any of my thoughts lead to death. And I don't want to go that way. I want to go the way of Jesus and his lordship. Yeah. And this isn't just a mandate. This is a new covenant promise. I think of Ezekiel 36, right? I will put my spirit within you and I will cause you to walk in my statutes. Right? That's that's. You submitting to the Lordship of Christ is a product of the Holy Spirit working in you. So if you have repented and trusted in Jesus, then the Lordship just flows naturally out of that. Yes, and then the Lordship becomes the Lordship becomes a, 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 a sign of assurance. Assurance of yeah. salvation comes because we want Him to be Lord, and and yeah. so it's a beautiful. Um, um, correspondence there it is it is okay so we've walked through everything from the core message of the gospel to uh, the response that 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 scripture requires from sinful humanity we need to repent and place our faith in him and we've talked about the need for people to submit as a product of repentance to submit to Christ as Lord. Is there anything else you'd like to add to this conversation, Dr. Johnston? <laughs> we've, 
we've covered a lot of areas of Stefan. I'm just grateful for you and grateful for this opportunity to just to just uh, a chat like this and to just yes. look into look into into concepts and ideas that you, that um, especially uh, false ideas that that are constantly uh, sneaking their way into the church generation after generation and and we have to be vigilant and we have to learn mm, yes. uh, from the mistakes of the past and from the word of god and uh, and just move forward properly yeah no you've you've covered some, some, we, we we've covered some good topics here thank you amen amen all right well looking forward to doing this again with you dr johnston very soon can't wait for that I think it'll be profitable. Oh, thank you, thank you so much, Stefan. Have a have a have a great day. Then thanks for this uh, privilege and opportunity. Thank you.